Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Well, then how come it's a second-player score? <laughs> You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. All right, so here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. I am Brian, and we have Kyle and Dan, and we have a housefly and guest fly. as well. <laughs> but uh, we will just do, uh, we'll just ignore that thing and just continue on with the show because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So in this show, we talk about our three favorite subjects. We talk about a band, like a punk band or a rock band. We talk about something from pop culture, like a movie, TV show, video game, whatever. And we talk about and drink beer. All right. So we will get that right down to it because we got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of notes, a lot of things to say. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, here we go. Uh, so the band is out of Hollywood, Florida, not Hollywood, California, Hollywood, Florida, and they are called Modern Natives. And their uh, description on Bandcamp says that Modern Natives is a high-energy trio featuring melodic bass lines, audacious guitar, and a melting pot full of vocals. They love to have fun with their music while making sure the lyrics are meaningful and ever-changing sound blending rock, punk, pop, and subgenres. Uh, an explosive crossover, proof that punk isn't dead. Amen. I agree. I agree with that. Punk nice. is not dead. And uh, that that's, description is pretty spot on because they do have a very uh, eclectic, diverse sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when all the singles were playing, I kept checking to make sure like Spotify didn't swap to another right. band. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, the pleasantly band? surprised. I was like, oh, wait, this is the same band. Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they, they have like the, the male-female vocal thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like some songs, mm-hmm. uh, the guy sings, some songs, the girl sings. And like some songs sound like straight up punk. Some sound like other things. I, I just very, uh, like, I think the overwhelming sound... Of, of most of the songs anyway like where the guy sings and it's kind of punk is kind of like reminding me of social d i guess in a way yeah i can see yeah. that and then see uh, that. but then they have these other things that are just like wow that's that's different but cool still mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and uh you know just very they have the you know varying tempos and like they had some like acoustic kind of stuff as well and just yeah, uh, different instruments too like, oh yeah and they had a violin which was uh which yeah, is on terrific. the first album right uh yeah yeah, yeah uh, the one with the dog on it. That's how I remembered it. <laughs> yeah, well, because they, they, they have one album. It's a well, seven-song EP slash album that came out in 2020 called uh, "With My Best Friends," and they had a bunch of singles from like 2020 to to now. The latest ones uh, came out, I guess, just this past month, August 26. Uh, uh, Don't count me and bullet so yeah but yeah i think they have violin not only on the album but on some of the singles it's just kind of scattered here and there oh, very cool and uh, i i'm a big fan of the violin sound uh, from like i'm a fan of the damn builders mm-hmm. who had a violin player and so yeah, so, yeah. i want them to like cover the firefly theme song yeah. like, i bet you they can make a good version of that yeah so yeah um, excellent excellent band yeah and, uh, even they're uh they're uh so i played them for the first time on getting squatchy on thursday mm-hmm and uh, the song I played is their recent release, uh, Don't Count Me. Yeah. And uh, that sounds like they could be like like the sister band to uh, Living With a Bear from Seattle. Okay. Like, same exact sound, like, really good. I mean, like, same exact sound, not 
that the bands sound exactly the same, but mm-hmm. had that same sound. Like they sound like they could definitely be on a bill together. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar, um, but um, they also themselves, Modern Natives, overall have a very diverse sound, though. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's the only song that sounds like that. All the like every sound, every song is kind of like got its own kind of footprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, interested to see what they'll they'll do because right now they're just a comp a bunch of singles so far. Well, they have so. one album, a seven song. Oh, did they EP mm-hmm. album? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was yeah. just going through all the <laughs> just going through all the singles yeah. today. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I w- I'll be interested to see like like I'll, I'll have to go back and like actually check the the album out and see. I mean, does it does it have like a flow or is it kind of like like our first album? that we did it didn't so much have a whole lot of flow like the rest of the albums do um and i feel like a lot of bands sometimes do that first time around because you're trying to figure out exactly who you are Mm. you know like or or maybe you're not maybe you know exactly who you are but you have a lot of different things to say yeah which i think Mm -hmm. is probably more their case because without a doubt with their lyrics i mean they're coming to the table with with things to say Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. serious things to talk about Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe each each song is is fashioned to uh, match the subject matter mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of the song. Mm-hmm. I guess. So anyway. Yeah, that's a good observation because I kind yeah. of you kind of get that that impression by reading the lyrics and you know. Oh like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all got chops too. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the guitar stuff is like, like, like really shreddy. shreddy. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah man. That's one of the thing I was. Uh, I'm like. Oh, somebody knows metal. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just fucking closet metalheads underneath. Right. Dude, I know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and speaking of which, they are in town, sort of. They have a gig tomorrow in Eugene at the Big Dirty. Tomorrow as in so like... September, well, t- for our tomorrow, but when this airs yesterday. So September 11th. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if you go back in time, by the time you hear this, they they were just passing through town. Right, there you go. <laughs> uh, how did you find Modern Natives? I've actually seen uh, little posts here and there from them um, probably over the last uh, couple of years. And I, I just was one that I just never really, you know, I always intended to listen to, but never did. And uh, this um, past week, um, they actually had a video post. So I'm like, oh, I'll check this out. You know, instant gratification. I mm-hmm. didn't have to search for anything. Just hit the hit the arrow and boom, you're playing and listening. <laughs> uh, it was easy, right? And uh, yeah, so anyway, I got that. And then I was like, all right, I'm in, you know. So put them on the show and, um, and uh, figured they'd be good for the podcast as well. Because overall, they're a good solid band. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, a lot of fun. And oh, by the way, uh, the show that Kyle is talking about is his Getting Squatchy show. He is a uh, DJ on the internet radio station 99WNRR.com every Thursday from 2.30 to 4 uh, Pacific time where he plays bands like Modern Natives and other punk uh, bands from the Pacific Northwest and around the world. So uh, have you been fine? Like off on a tangent, like are you still finding most of your bands for the show off of like groups or do, do people send you stuff or... Uh, from time to time, I will get a very um, uh, driven band that will <laughs> somehow come across me, uh-huh. and so they'll uh, they'll DM me and 
and you know hey check out our stuff or whatever but most of the stuff i mean and this is the thing that that cracks me up is that i you know i people always talking you know oh new music we need new music are you looking on facebook i mean Mm. because that's where i find most everything i mean it's not hard Mm -hmm. you know it is not hard to find good music out there um maybe from a band's perspective you're not getting uh as much i guess exposure as you would like Mm -hmm. but maybe that's it it's either people aren't looking for new music as much as they say they want it or there's just that much new music out there that it's it's hard to get you know people to you right you know because there's so many other other bands out there but uh, i definitely have no problem finding everything that i want off of there i mean sometimes something will come across my feed on tiktok Mm. um and then Every now and again, maybe something on Twitter, but I would say 90% of what I find is on Facebook. That's interesting. You know, hmm. either through posts that they have put up or me going and looking. And usually what it'll be is is it's either I'm catching posts that look interesting or um, like I've, we've talked about before, uh, show flyers. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. So I see, you know, flyers of bands that I already know. And I go, oh, well, who are these people they're playing with? And so I'll go check them out, and that's usually how I'll... That's like the other way I get right. new bands. Right. So. Okay, but if you don't want to uh, do that work that Kyle is talking about, you, you can have him do the work for you and just listen to his show because all the bands will be all grouped together nicely. Yes, in, in, this in is a, true. In a 90-minute <laughs> minute block. Or you can also listen to our podcast where we talk about a band you know, every week ish <laughs> like you know, we used to be every on every week now we're kind of a little bit more sporadic but that's okay um but yeah so you can you know check us out and check that check out kyle's show where you can get exposed to bands like modern natives who oh, i recommend uh, you, sh- you check out with that uh and if you don't want to listen to our voices and our blathering on or me blathering on or <laughs> thursday's just not a good day for you to tune in uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, you can get all these bands if you just go to the Getting Squatchy Show page on Facebook, and at the top, I have a pinned post that'll take you to a nine-hour-long playlist with no repeats of all these bands. All right, cool. Okay, so there you have it, uh, and there is a uh, Modern Natives from Hollywood, Florida. Check those guys out. All right. Okay, we're going to move on to the pop culture section of the show. And uh, we're going to talk about Megan, the uh, M- M3GAN, Model 3 Generative Android, <laughs> which is a, uh, it's kind of a horror, sci-fi, thriller, dark comedy even. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's out on Prime now. So that's, that's kind of how I discovered it. Like, I had heard some things about it before. But I just never checked it out. But then I saw, like, you know, when, when my Prime thing came up, it was, you know, mm. it, it came up like, oh, hey, it's, it's it's available on Prime, you know, for no additional charge. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, I'm sure Kyle has seen this because anything remotely tied to the horror-ish genre, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he has seen. So, like, you know, Kyle, did you see Megan? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, did you like it? Yes. Okay, yes. sold. Because I had read a, I had read some articles about it, and it sounded like kind of more my horror, which is like kind of more the Black Mirror style horror. 
yeah, Th- yeah. those kind of, you know those kind of things I, I like those kinds of horror movies so I thought okay I read a little bit about kind of what it was about and I, I watched the trailer I thought okay this looks like fucking fun so mm-hmm. I think now that it's on Prime I will definitely check it out and sure enough it was uh, exactly what I had been hoping for and surprisingly <laughs> PG-13 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, they actually surprisingly had like a, they have a, like another cut, I guess a director's cut or whatever. That's way more grisly, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm hoping for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping for that. But anyway, we are going to uh, spoil the fuck out of Megan. So if you haven't seen that movie and you want to and you don't want to be spoiled, <laughs> go watch it. Check it out. Come back. We'll be here. Okay, are you back? Great. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Megan. Um, and basically, what the premise of the movie is is like uh, there, there's a there's a woman who works for a toy company she's like a robotics engineer and she's created you know she's a genius and she, she's working on this uh artificial intelligence doll basically and um having a hard time getting it going but then she, um her her niece her niece's parents die in a, in a car accident so she got now she has custody of the niece and um you know, that she's not a parent type at all so uh, she, yeah she's she's uh She's a genius uh, at not parenting things, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but everything she's a genius at not parenting, she's the opposite of parenting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so she tries <laughs> to she tries to remedy both issues, you know, like how to take care of her niece and how to how to you know finish her project because like then she becomes inspired. She, oh, if I if I finish this project then I can have use that doll to take care of my niece so I can focus on my job. And so you say, oh, you know, I'm going to kill two birds at one stone. Perfect, right? So she's inspired. So she, yeah. finishes, she finishes the doll. And, well, things do not go as planned as it says in the in the <laughs> in the, uh, the copy for the for the movie and you know it, it's kind of like it's kind of a chucky situation i guess you know i mean you can kind of predict what's going to happen mm-hmm. you know yeah. the doll's going to go fucking crazy and kill people but the way the way it unfolds i think is just really entertaining and i just really i, I love the way they put this movie together it was it was just well written well paced um yeah, it's like be very careful as to who megan bonds to because you don't want to cross hairs with whoever that person is. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, those creepier. Um, also, because I never really found Chucky scary, but when you put it in the AI aspect to it, because Chucky was just a demented dude inside of a doll. This mm. is like total AI kind of stuff. Like it's learning things. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. And it's, I mean, it's relevant and it's probably, and it's realistic. You, I mean, you can actually see something like this happening. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. And it's like, it's like, hmm, well, we have this lightly tested AI that can learn on its own and we're going to give it to my niece so we can further test it and i won't have to take care of my niece as much what could go wrong mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> yeah so um i i wanted to i have a whole lot of notes about this because i was just i was really enjoying this film a lot so uh I have a list of my favorite jokes from the film, which was um, like when the when the, the the girl's parents were driving back from the ski trip, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, you know." You should have put on the tire chains, and the guy said, "Like neither of us knew that was even a thing until like five minutes ago." They're <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yeah, you're gonna die." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some foreshadowing there. And then, uh, and um. When when uh when Gemma gets home, you know the the, the robotics engineer, you know, and she uh she has her her AI 
the precursor AI, like it's kind of like Alexa thing, assistant thing. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, it's named Elsie. Elsie says, you have six unanswered messages and five Tinder notifications. Elsie, <laughs> like, turn off. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, and then, um, uh, are you porn hubbing in the office again? <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> and I'll like, wait, this is PG 13. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um anyways so i i feel like you know like i said the movie it it hit all the right beats at all the right times and like um like during the demo session with with megan where it starts out like a train wreck right but then you, you can just you just know that it's gonna like megan's gonna now gonna you know like knock it out of the park and just impress the shit out of everybody mm-hmm. right you know you, you can you can just see that coming which uh i guess some people might say it's predictable but um i say it's uh, very emotionally satisfying because you know when you when you can when you when you say oh Okay, I think this is what's going to happen, and then it happens. You're like, see, I knew it. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's very, uh, it's very gratifying when that kind of thing happens. I, I don't know. I, I don't mind it when I can, you know, predict things that are going to happen because I feel like, well, you know, that validates my, uh, you know, my, my hunch. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, there. I don't know what that line is either. There is a fine line because I, I feel the same way with some things, and then others, it's just like it's uh, maybe it's just so telegraphed so far out like like you see it coming a mile away mm. and you're just like <sighs> i mean i think it's you know i don't know maybe it's that some of this stuff it's like you can kind of see where it's going but you know there's still some sort of guesswork you could be wrong right and then when you're right it's like yeah okay mm-hmm. but then others it's like there's no way it's going to be anything other than this. Right, and then yeah. it's kind of like, wah, wah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, there's definitely a fine line. Cause it's like, I understand like, you know, there's some times where it's so predictable that like, it's just boring and I end up moving on to some other movie, mm. but there's other times where like what you're saying, like probably more often than, than the other scenario. Uh, I definitely am like, Oh, I think this is what's going to happen. And then when it does, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I knew it. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I didn't expect Megan to go all Ultron at the end. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, it's a way to keep it going. I mean, like, where do you go from now? I mean, from there. I mean, just now you have like mass produced Megans maybe or like a little yeah. army of it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, go we'll, Iron Man 3 on it. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out in January 2025 when Megan 2.0 is apparently oh boy. coming out. Yeah, <laughs> like where are you going to go from um, here? Unless it gets pushed back by like the strikes or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it apparently it grossed $18 million against a $12 million budget. So it was profitable and a, a sequel was already greenlit. And, but yeah, I'd be like... Where, you know, where's, is, is she going to go through the internet and just, you know, like mm-hmm. take everything over and stuff? Well, because like, once you're in the internet, like it's like the Ultron problem. You can't kill him. I mean, right. He'll just jump to another server, another satellite. Like, oh, I'm going to hide in this hidden floating Russian space debris and come back in 50 years. Right. Like, yeah. He's yeah. done that, too. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and I, I liked how um, the what was the, the, the big hulking, the, the prototype robot? Oh, the the one with those shadow boxing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he was able to save, help save the day because he was he's not hooked up to the internet, so she couldn't right. take him over. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought, ah, oh, that's fucking brilliant. It's like hardwiring wins again. Right. Like, F you yeah. Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Certain advantages to no internet. Like, wh- when did you guys first watch this film? Uh, we literally watched it the weekend it came out on Peacock. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, which was, uh, I guess two or three months ago because mm. uh, it was a universal picture. So Peacock, uh, a lot of the times, will uh, 
release it either immediately after it leaves theaters or even sometimes while it's still in theaters. Oh, no shit. Yeah. They're they're really uh uh cool about getting their um their product out to uh streaming like right away. Mm. Uh you know, as long as it's a universal picture. So, I know I in fact I think they even have a category that is like out in theaters. So, it doesn't update very often, but when it does it's always cool because mm-hmm. it's always some good stuff. I think uh, what was the latest one uh, was Renfield, which I haven't had a chance to watch yet. Oh, the oh, Nicolas yeah. Cage, yeah, uh, kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, him and Holland I heard it's on good. That one. I yeah, heard it's good. I, I know. So I've heard <laughs> it was good. So I, I'm kind of considering checking it out because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I see Nicolas Cage is going to be in something, and then I'm like, nah, I'm not interested in watching this. But then when I watch that movie, because it eventually comes around, I watch it. I'm like, oh, this is a great movie. I don't know why I didn't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why I get that. I have that trigger. I see that Nicolas Cage. You have a little block, a mental block. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, eh, I don't want to watch <laughs> like, this. Ah, oh, the National like, Treasury guy. Uh. But like literally, I mean, like in the past, like. Like two years, I probably watched maybe four films of his. I liked every one of them. <laughs> like, liked them all. I was like, I didn't want to watch him. And for whatever reason, we just decided, nah, well, let's give it a shot. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, what was the one? Mandy? Dude. Like, I, there was no, I was, I'm not going to watch this. And then we ended up watching it anyway. It was, dude, it's fucking great movies. So, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. That could be a topic all on its own. Yeah, like maybe I yeah. should just maybe I should just when I see Nicolas Cage is in the movie, I, I'm gonna watch this because I always end up liking them. So I don't know. All right, okay. So that is uh, that is Megan now out on I guess Peacock. Alice Williams Pro- is uh, the daughter of news anchor Brian Williams. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, showbiz connection. Yeah, there. there you go. Hmm. All right. Okay. So yeah, on Peacock and Prime. Megan, M3GM. Okay, so uh, moving on to the beer part of the show. Dan brought the beer today, and it's Woo-hoo! pretty cool. I mean, it's it's, a, it's something different. Uh, it's called uh, Tokyo Black Porter, and it's from Japan. I know. I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw it was from Japan, I'm like, wait, this isn't Asahi or Kirin. I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, <laughs> like, where, did you, where did you find it at? This was at World Market. Like, we were just doing shopping and stuff, like seeing what's there getting some early stocking stuffers because you know mm. everyone's transitioning over to christmas stuff and we're like just walking around the the booze aisle and we're like oh i can actually read this down here this says this is tokyo buraku on the oh. bottom there oh yeah because it says that right i was gonna google translate this entire can <laughs> it's a it's a product of japan it's brewed and canned by yoho brewing company in nagano uh exclusively imported by K I A I, I get Kiai, like an, uh, an acronym, uh, in Seattle, and it is, it is, it's really good. It's, it's it's smooth. It has a very Japanese flavor to it, where it's like very kind of mild, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know, like very easy to drink. Like I'm actually almost done. Yeah, I, I, I've been like yeah, not been drinking mine because <laughs> I I realized that like like what we're, we're we're just barely into talking about Megan. I look down, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I, I'm done. It's going too fast. <laughs> It's uh, that's how easy it is to drink. Yeah, and it's only five percent. So right. I mean, you know, it's not gonna like knock you off your feet. But yeah, it's a it's a tasty porter. Um, yeah, I, it's I, really I can good. read I can read some of the other stuff. This says this says biru right here, which is beer in Japanese, and pota. 
You know what? And and the thing about this is is um, it has incredible like mouthfeel. Hmm. Like when you drink it, it just feels good. Uh, drinking it, like it feels good as it goes like crosses from your mouth into your into your throat. You know, mm. just feels good. It's Velvety. really well done. Yeah, it's very like silky. I'm drinking know? a cloud. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah that's really good, that's a good really good. <laughs> man, ridiculous, man. What the? I mean, how can you purposely engineer that? Is there a way to do that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You add. Um, you can add oatmeal to the mash, or you can add uh, flaked barley to the mash. Um, and what else have I heard you could use? That's usually what I use. Mm. Uh, and I think you can, what else uh, is it? As uh, um, uh, dexatrin, I think. Or not dexatrin, that's a <laughs> dextrin. Dex. <laughs> Dexatrim. <laughs> Dexatrim is what, a deadly poison? Or no, <laughs> Dexatrim. It was a uh, like 80s weight loss oh, pill. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Dextrin. Multidextrin. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll also give you uh, like a real nice like mouthfeel. Like if you have a, a beer that's a little thin, you can add some, some, some uh, multidextrin to it and that'll help give it some extra body. Mm-hmm. You know, so gives it a better better feel because like you don't want you don't want like a stout to be super thin right you right, want it yeah. you want to feel good you know mm-hmm. and so that's that's another another way but but yeah usually that's why i use is uh uh most of the time is uh roasted barley that's my favorite way of doing okay. it so i think it has something to do with the proteins or whatever nice i can't remember cool i, I knew at one time Exactly. I could explain exactly how it works. It's been so long. I just do it. I don't really care. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> how it works. It works. It's yeah, like, yeah. I just know that it does. Like, right. if I do this, this is what the result will be. <laughs> cool. Good find, Dan. Like, what, did they have other other stuff, too? Or That like, was the only one they had. This is only, like... Yeah, you know, it was, like, just random stuff on the walls, and I'm like, oh, just that one was just staring at me. Like, the little sumo guy was, like, right, <laughs> yeah. right there. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that Japan is uh, like getting into the whole microbrewery thing, and like there's there's a bunch now in Tokyo that like mm. do some really cool stuff. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is probably one of them. And uh, yeah, very good, good, good call here. Good find. Yes. Awesome. I'm down, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff. Yep. All right. So that is the uh, Tokyo Black Porter from a Yoho Brewing Company. I like that name too, Yoho Brewing Company. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So I guess that's the end of the episode, uh, but we have some exciting news to announce because I think, I'm pretty sure that we learned the news on the last week of August and then we took the Labor Day weekend off, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. then so we haven't announced this yet. I was thinking about this today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, uh, so we have some exciting news to announce, which is that... Uh, we well okay. I know we've talked about this in a previous episode, but we second player score as a multimedia production team have are co-producing a short film project with Autism Empowerment, which is a nonprofit organization that I am on the board of directors for here in Vancouver, and it's a um, it's, it's a it's a short film called Hold My Beer, which I know we've talked about. So if you've been listening to the show, then you kind of know what it's about. But basically, it's a it, it's a it's a script that I wrote about an, an autistic young adult 
who discovers that beer is their special interest and that their life's goal is now to open their own brew pub. And so we applied for a, a grant from the city of Vancouver, from the Col Vancouver Cultural Arts and Heritage Commission, because they, they're, they're doing a grant program that they used to do before COVID and they stopped during COVID, but then they, then they brought it back this year and where they give out grants up to about like $10,000 to nonprofit organizations to do you know, art artistic projects, basically. So, so we applied for the grant several months ago and we learned in the last week of August that, uh, that we got it. We were awarded a grant for 10,000. So yeah, uh, so we're very excited about that. Um, the, the grant proceeds that we're getting that Autism, Autism and Parma will receive will go mainly toward uh, equipment. We're going to buy like, you know, camera equipment, like, you know, uh, we'll have a boom mic and a sound recorder and, you know, like, you know, lav mics, you know, remote microphones. Mm -hmm. That's going to be cool. You know, Dan will be the boom mic operator. Yeah. <laughs> shoving it in people's faces. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, you know, after, so after the project is done, we're going to, um, you know, that, that, Equipment will become the property of autism empowerment, which we will then use to, um, you know, like, uh, you know, people can, you know, people from the autism community can use it to work on their projects or to learn. You know, we can have aspiring filmmakers, uh, you know, borrowing the equipment and using it for their things. So, so that's very cool. Also, equipment and equipment overhead and uh, like post production. We have a guy in Vancouver named Chris Martin who was on this show. He was a special guest. He will be helping us with uh, with the post production, um, uh, along with my son who is majoring in uh, like digital media, and so he's he's going to be like the main editor on the project. So, uh, so we're excited about that. Um, we have uh, ten speaking roles, four of which are filled, or three. Our which are, are filled. Maybe we, we might have a fourth. Uh, we're still looking for actors, and we're uh, scouting some locations. We have we have a couple locations lined up already, like uh, Lewitt uh, Brew Pub downtown Vancouver is going to be one of our is going to be a, a location. Uh, they're excited and happy to be part of it, and we are glad that they will be involved. Um, we're going to be using a Bader's Brewing Supply as the brewing supply shop location, which is very also very cool. Uh, so we have about other things that we need to find but we have until the end of 2024 to complete the film and to put it out so so you know we have time and so we're working on getting all our things lined up and it's uh yeah so we're uh, we're really stoked and excited we want to thank the the commission and uh beth harrington especially have we talked about beth on the show before i'm not sure but um, i don't think so yeah uh, but beth beth is a, a independent filmmaker who lives here in Vancouver, and she's been very helpful to us. Uh, incredible person, uh, talented filmmaker. She has a documentary called Beervana that if you can get your hands on, you should check it out. <laughs> it's really cool. But uh, she has a whole bunch of other cool stuff that she's done. Very experienced, award-winning documentary filmmaker. So you should check her out. I think BethHarrington.com. I think is her website. So um, she's all, she's also on the commission, and she was pretty instrumental in helping us uh, get you know get our get our application turned in, and uh, you know. Helping the organization uh, with the uh, with that whole process, so we're uh, very thankful to her, and so yeah, so we're we're really excited about this, and we're gonna we're gonna get bands from uh, we we want to involve like mostly Vancouver based talent. We'll dip into Portland if we have to, but we, you know, we want to try to as much as we can because yeah, I mean Dan lives in Portland. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we got it. I mean, you know, so it's okay. Portland is fine, but but we want to have as much you know Vancouver based talent as possible. And to that end, we want to have like a bunch of bands from Vancouver. You know, a lot of whom we have already had on the show and who Kyle plays on his radio show. We want to get them to be part of the soundtrack, to be like the opening credit song, the closing credit song, you know, bumper music throughout, and all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be fun, and it's uh, it's gonna be a lot of work, but you know we're. I'm already prepared to know that I'm going to have sleepless nights where I'm going to be like, oh my God, what am I, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> How will we ever get this done? Yeah. <laughs> I already know that's going to happen, so I'm prepared. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, so that's our big news uh, because we are Second Player Score and we are not only a band, but we are a multimedia production team doing that kind of stuff. So. Uh, check us out at uh, secondplayerscore.com where you can find the information on all our latest things like Hold My Beer and all of our other projects because we have other stuff like comic books and uh, my Joe Suzuki series of novels where we talked about Kyle's radio show Dan's a Twitch streamer at twitch.tv slash secondplayerscore and all, our, all, our, all of our other stuff um, I think our album 4D we have uh, two more weeks of singles coming out Right? Yes. Two more? Yep. Yeah, two more. And then after which the album will then be officially released as a whole along with the you know, the cover art and all that kind of stuff. And so so yeah. Whew. Wow, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are we are a lot. We have a lot. We are, yeah. <laughs> we like to keep busy. So um yeah, so I guess that's it. Um did I forget anything? Um uh, no, nah, man. <laughs> that was all of it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think, you know. Just uh, go out and take a minute and go check out Modern Natives. Yes, uh, yes. Check out Modern Natives. Watch Megan and drink uh, Tokyo Black. If you can get your hands on it, go to what the World Market. Yeah, World, World Market. Market. Yeah. In Gresham. Yeah, that, that's where I found that one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right. Yep. Okay. Cool. And uh, well, we'll we'll see you next time. Later. Okay. See you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score. Don't you know the world cannot be saved? With good is the road to hell.